This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. Hi, my name is Stephanie Harris, and I'll be your host today for this episode of Global Ambitions. Our guest today is Alex, and he is a product lead at Localize. Alex, welcome to the program. Hi, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, our topic today is going to be design stage localization. But before we get into that, would you mind sharing just a little bit about your background? So, yeah, I've joined Localize more than two and a half years ago, initially joined as a customer success manager. I went on the phone, I was speaking to our customers, trying to better understand what are the problems that they have, how do they deal with these problems, how our product can help solve these problems better. And since then, yeah, moved to the to the product team to actually move our product forward and make sure that uh, some of the issues and problems that our customers are facing can be solved. And yeah, for those of you who don't know much about Localize, so basically Localize is a translation management system. We are often considered to be like a new kid on the block. We've been founded in 2017, but since then we had a, yeah, a rapid growth. Just recently got uh, our series B. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thanks. Thanks very much, Stephanie. I guess my next question would be, I'd imagine with Localize, you see many clients who come to you with localization issues that are in that early design and development stage. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you see coming up consistently? So yeah, you're right. We have quite a lot of customers who come to us and they're just starting out their localization programs or even they might be doing some localization already, uh, but they are not really aware of how it should be done because they don't have that expertise. And so they bump into, right. uh, into different issues, different challenges. And yeah, quite often we see that the process itself doesn't work. So there are different people who are involved in the process, like developers, product managers, localization managers, if this is a bit more mature company, uh, linguists, obviously, and some other stakeholders for marketing and other departments. And kind of the process just doesn't work for them. It's not cohesive. Not mm-hmm. all the stakeholders feel that they are being heard. And uh, it's hard to track the, the process itself. They don't meet the deadlines. And apart from that, it's often a huge pain for the developers, actually, to make mm-hmm. sure that you know, after you release a new product update, that it's 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 bug free and there are no localization related bugs and issues that are popping up. Right. Um, so yeah, we provide them a platform that they can use where they're in control of their content uh, and they can solve these this, this challenges. So how does it do that? Like what is the system that you use to combat those challenges of having those bugs pop up and not getting things done on time and, and having confusion between your stakeholders? So Localize itself, we treat it as a, and our customers actually treated it as a single source of truth for all of their translations. And apart from that, we recently have been really promoting the design-led localization workflow, and we've seen quite a few customers uh, adopted because our platform essentially Localize becomes a, a central space for managing all the translations. But then it, we integrate with the most popular um, design tools like Figma, Sketch. Adobe XD, where right. the design uh, design teams of our customers work in. And uh, by using our platform together with this design plugins, we really are able to push the design-led localization workflow, which addresses some of the challenges that I mentioned above. And yeah, we have quite a few customers who 
find success in, in adopting this workflow and see amazing results. Okay. So it sounds like this is a little bit different than what we see in your general translation management systems, TMSs, a slightly different approach leading with those integrations with really design to begin with. What inspired you guys to create this particular type of uh, translation management system with these workflows in place? Sure. So I think the underlying problem is that historically localization was often an afterthought. So you release mm -hmm. something and then you start thinking about the localization. Obviously, then we've seen the rise of the buzzword, the continuous localization, right? right. Um, and uh, companies were trying to do the localization in parallel with their development process whenever they are pushing to the new product updates and so on. But we realized that we can even push, push it one step earlier. So mm -hmm. imagine a situation like a new, like a, a modern tech company, they're always building something, always iterating on their product. And so they have a continuous loop, the continuous process yeah. that consists of the product managers, developers, designers, trying to figure out what should be the next move for my product. What is the features that I need to ship? What is the change that I need to push in order for my users to extract more value out of my product? And so it all starts with idea, with requirements, with initiative, with the data, basically. Mm -hmm. And then designers start to actually mock up and prototype and provide the UIs that uh, potentially can be later on used inside the product. And so already at that point, actually localization can start. So how we see it, as I've said, like our TMS platform localized, it integrates with the most popular design systems. And mm -hmm. so if you also bring the designers into the mix, right, whenever you have your first prototypes, first designs of the feature that you are about to ship, you can actually push the screens to the TMS system. And what it will do, it will create the screenshots and it will also automatically create the keys and will populate the base language value. So let's say your, your source, source language is English, and then you will have this keys together with the English values created already in localize. And mm -hmm. you can either run a machine translation uh, automations inside our platform, and then actually pull back the results and preview the design in the languages that you were aiming to translate to, let's say French, German, and you can see whether your UI actually handles this translation as well. Because as we know, for example, in German language, it's often expands by like 30, 35%. There are other right. languages, Asian languages, which might take a bit more vertical space. And there's also right to left languages, right? Like Arabic, for example. And you don't know if actually what you've designed will be able to handle all these languages. And so by previewing right. these translations in your environment, in Figma, in Adobe XD or in Sketch, you'll be able to catch these issues way earlier. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, you also, as I've said, since kind of you are pushing this into the, the TMS system, let's say you've run your round of the kind of of the first check with the machine translation engine, and then you kind of push back the updates into the TMS system. Then you can also already at that point involve your linguists and they would be able to translate the strings into the target languages, already seeing the screenshot next to their strings that they're working on so that they have this context of like where the string right. is actually located inside the application. So that provides them more context. And essentially then in parallel, the development of that feature can already start because developers also have access to all of the keys that were automatically generated. Um, mm -hmm. after you pushed your, your screens from the design system to the TMS system. 
kind of to sum it up, all of the stakeholders, they can do it sort of simultaneously and you don't waste time and you can catch all of the issues that potentially can arise way earlier. And that's something that we hear a lot as well, where in context is so key yeah. um, to get the right kind of translations. And then also, as you mentioned, having that ability to, as soon as you take the screenshots, you can send it back to the developers, all of those different keys. I think that really helps speed up the process, it sounds like. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, can you maybe give us an example of uh, one of your clients who actually did this and what, what did they do and how did it work out for them? Sure. Yeah, we have a couple, not a couple, actually quite a lot of customers who adopted or are in the process of adopting this workflow. Uh -huh. um, the first one that comes to my mind is Withings. They actually have been able to increase the feature rollout with this design-led localization workflow by 90%. Wow. And there are a couple of other customers, like for example, the tech startup within the Volkswagen group that now deliver their assets five times faster for the multi-language content creation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so basically what they had to do is if you are starting something from scratch, or so you are starting the new product or, you know, kind of the new feature, which doesn't have any legacy localization processes attached to it, right. then it's pretty simple. So what you need to do is you just lay out the workflow in a diagram, get your stakeholders in the same room and basically align with them how this work, when the keys will be passed to the developers, when linguists can start on their work and so on and so forth. If you have mm -hmm. some process in place that basically, yeah, there is a job required to, you know, to think about the change management, how would you change this process? Right. And obviously also it all depends kind of what is the system that you use for managing the translation itself. So do you use any TMS system already? If you do, uh -huh. does it integrate with the required tools like Figma, Sketch, Adobe XD, and so on? And if not, then maybe actually you need to, uh, let's say you've been doing the localization using the spreadsheets or the in-house build system, then right. you might want to look in the market and see what are the systems that would satisfy and would actually be able to accommodate this workflow that I talked about. Right. Okay. You've mentioned stakeholders a couple of times. So I know those are really important to get the right people in the room when you're discussing this. Who do you think that a localization manager would need to make sure to reach out to and really get their buy-in in order to get this system going and to make it work successfully? Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's a great question. And to even add a bit more context to that, we've seen uh -huh. that those customers who were not able for whatever reason to kind of adopt this workflow, the main blocker for that was that they haven't got the right stakeholders on board and aligned. Mm -hmm. And I would say that in this case, there are a couple of stakeholders that you want to make sure are on board with that. So first of all, it's your product and development teams, right? So that okay. they understand how this can actually help them be more efficient and perhaps free them up from some routine tasks that they have to do otherwise. Another stakeholder is a designer. So what we've seen in the past is that designers and actually also UX writers were quite often not part of the localization process at all, but they are the people who actually have the probably the, the most empathy for the end user in general and whose goal is to make sure that the experience for the end user is, is perfect. And they might struggle to understand all the nitty gritty pieces of the localization itself. But if you demonstrate them this workflow and how this can help them catch some issues earlier in the process, as I've said, like some, some design inconsistencies with the expanding text and so on and so forth, 
they would actually become like the biggest advocate and the biggest champion of this workflow. And they would make sure that they help you to make sure that this succeeds. Right. And then also, obviously, there, there are other stakeholders, like depending, of course, on what, what is the product, what is the content that you are working on, but also marketing. And uh, with this design localization workflow, you can actually produce app screens or some assets that you are working on. You can produce a separate page in a specific language for your marketing team, who is perhaps works on that market, right? Or right. has some, some language expertise to be able to evaluate and make sure that the tone of voice of the company is aligned and so on and so forth. So kind of bringing all these stakeholders together into the same room, demonstrating them the power of the design led localization workflow would do wonders. Yeah. They will understand that it's actually a win-win situation and it helps to solve the issues of multiple stakeholders, depending on the actually pain that they're experiencing. Right. Okay. So is there anything else that you think we should consider around this topic? Right. I think in general, this is a pretty new concept and a pretty new workflow that companies have just started to adopt. So I would say that it will definitely evolve even, even further in the future because ourselves, what we've seen in the past is, you know, Customers started to use our platform. They've been uploading the screenshot. And when they've seen that we're able to recognize the text on the screenshots that they are uploading to, to provide more context to the linguist, they were happy with this, right? right? So that was a game changer for them. Now we are in a completely different zone, right? And we are in a completely different level where there are more stakeholders who are getting value out of this design-led localization workflow. And we see the TMS systems actually integrating with the design tools quite heavily now. I would say that there is obviously the next level ahead, which would make sure that localization is a growth uh, lever, right? And that right. one of our customers said this phrase, and I keep on repeating that localization is a shortcut to growth. And then the next level would be to make sure that all the companies who are starting out building their products at the early stages, they would know that from the day one, they should think about localization and mm -hmm. that it's an element of their company growth strategy from day one without even having the localization department in place. And obviously the technology would evolve even further to make sure that it's enabled and that companies are aware that that's something that you have to think about in the very beginning. Same like you yeah. think about the CRM system for the sales teams or for the marketing automation systems for the marketing departments. Same would happen mm -hmm. with the TMS for localization. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on the show. It's been really great. It was a pleasure being here, Stephanie. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. Subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.